It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, your host. Ride your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for taking the time this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, everyone. I cannot believe it's less than a week until Christmas. Let me start off with that. I will be here on Friday, and I'm sure I'll do a heart-to-heart. It's very special. I want to wish everyone out there Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you might Maybe you don't even spend any of those, whatever, whatever you're doing. Just I hope you are enjoying it with family, friends. Hopefully with that, with a Steelers win, maybe. I don't know if they could not ruin the holiday. That would be great. But nonetheless, we have a lot to discuss in this podcast today. In the second half, we're going to get into the mailbag like we always do on Wednesday. Here in the first half, we've got news and injury report to discuss. We've got quarterback development. And we've got DEFCON level updates. And don't let's not forget the crux of the main crux of this first half, which is how it's time for the Steelers to own their current situation. But let's get off uh, starting with the news. Let's start off with the news. Elijah Riley, the safety, very versatile player, could play slot cornerback, could play a traditional safety role. He has actually uh, returned, well, not returned, but he's returned to practice. The 21-day window has been open for Elijah Riley. And that means that he has some time before he actually could be reinstated back to the 53-man roster. In case you don't remember, if he if he doesn't, now, mind you, the 21-day window that had just opened up for Elijah Riley, there's only three weeks left in the season. So if he doesn't come back, it, it it's unlikely the Steelers make the playoffs. But even if he weren't to come back and they were to make the playoffs, well, that just means that 
he wouldn't be eligible. He'd be on season ending injured reserve. So Mike Tomlin said on Monday when he met with the media, there's a good chance Elijah Riley gets back into the fold. We'll see if he does. Uh, other than that, let's talk about the injury report. Remember, these Saturday games is weird. Normally, we don't have an injury report to discuss on Wednesday because on Tuesday, there is no practice. However, with the days moving up one, we do have an injury report. So let's go over this. Kenny Pickett returned to practice. We'll talk about that in a second. He was limited with an ankle injury. Trenton Thompson is dealing with a stinger in his neck and didn't practice. Neither did Najee Harris with a knee. Elijah Riley was limited, and his injury, in case you forgot, was a high ankle sprain. Minka Fitzpatrick is not going to play, therefore he didn't practice. Isaac Sayamalo, again, with a shoulder injury, didn't practice. Broderick Jones was limited with an ankle injury. Pat Fryermuth with a knee was limited, and Cam Hayward with a concussion was limited, which means that Cam Hayward is starting to get his way back into the, the flow. We're not sure if he will be able to play or not. So we'll see. And in terms of the Cincinnati Bengals, you take a look at theirs, uh, their injury report, Jamar chase with a shoulder did not practice chase Brown with a chest injury was limited. Alex Kappa with a knee and ankle as he's a guard was limited defensive end. Cameron sample with a knee was limited uh, linebacker. Joe, I think it's Baki oblique was a full participant. Jake Browning with the right forearm was full. And so was Jackson Carmen with an illness. He's their offensive tackle. So let's talk about the quarterback situation for a little bit, because the last time we talked on Monday, in case you missed that podcast, go back and check it out. Uh, I was talking about, you know, what, what changes could happen, realistic changes, uh, overhauls in the off season, stuff like that. Well, Mike Tomlin, like I mentioned, went up into the podium and said, we're making a change at quarterback. Mason Rudolph is going to be the starter uh, unless Kenny Pickett can play. Now, I say that because when, when Mike Tomlin said that, my wife was there nearby with the kids, and she said, did I hear that uh, Mason Rudolph is starting? I said, well, that is unless Kenny Pickett comes back. I said, if I were a betting man, Kenny Pickett's going to play, and poor Mason Rudolph is going to be relegated to backup duty again. And Kenny Pickett, he was limited, but if you check out my Twitter feed at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, uh, there was some video, Nick Faribault of Steelers Now put out a video where Pickett looked rather comfortable. Now, that doesn't mean he would you know, be capable of protecting himself in the pocket. It might require him to stay in the pocket a little bit longer, which might actually be a good thing. Nonetheless, if Kenny Pickett can't play, it's not Mitch Trubisky, it's Mason Rudolph. I'm not sure if we should be excited about that or not. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about the, the crux of this podcast. You know, the, the Steelers as an organization, I think that it's time. It's time for them to own their situation. And some of you might be hearing me say that and say, well, what do you mean, Jeff? Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, let me explain. You know, the past three weeks have been really, really tough. Really tough. It's been difficult to watch. And it almost seems as if you're watching a train wreck or you're watching the proverbial wheels literally fall off in front of our very eyes. This team was six and three at one point. Now they're seven and seven. So what can be done? Like, What is the first step? And last podcast on Monday, I talked about what those long-term goals could be or, or what those long-term changes could be or the overhaul in the offseason. But what could be done right now? Step number one, I'm going to tell you what it is. Step number one is you have to own it. These Steelers have to own it. Tomlin has, I give him credit, last two weeks, in front of the media, he said, look, we're not a good team right now. We're not a fundamentally good team right now. It's on me. I take ownership. So kudos to him. But then you have people like George Pickens, 
I mean, George Pickens is being ripped to shreds by the media and by the fan base. It's a bad look when he's pouting on the field a lot, when he's not blocking for Jalen Warren, when he gets out jumped by a six foot defensive back and the guy that was, hey, throw me a 50-50 ball, and it's not 50-50. It's more like 75-25 in my favor. It's just everything, it looks bad. It just doesn't look right. And so he stands up in front of the media on Tuesday, and he's answering questions, and they asked him about his effort on the Jalen Warren run, which if he holds his block is probably going to be a touchdown. And he says, well, you know, I'm trying to avoid injury. The Tank Dell situation where Tank Dell, the Houston Texans, got rolled up on and broke his ankle, lower leg, and he's done for the season. He said, I want to get an injury. And then he went on to say that everyone that's criticizing him, well, they're not they're not football people. That They don't understand football. So, okay, that's pretty tone deaf. That's pretty tone deaf for someone that's a professional, for someone that is supposedly been having some meetings with Mike Tomlin about this very topic for them to be that tone deaf as to what's being said and what you're saying. It's pretty glaring, pretty damning as well. But Najee Harris, I talked about Najee Harris dodging the media after the game saying, I'm just not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. What, what is that? That's not ownership. That's running away. That is running away. People say, well, you know, he's sick of answering the same old questions. It doesn't matter. You have to be there. That is your job. It doesn't matter if they're stupid questions. My gosh, I saw a video on Twitter the other day. This New York Giants player, I don't even know who it was. The questions that he was having to answer about the flight from wherever they played to where they are now. It, was it raining? What was it like? What was, and they asked him what the food was like. Those are stupid questions. It doesn't matter. You've got to answer the questions. So everyone that was being the apologist for Najee Harris. Like I'm not buying that, but not everyone falls into this category. I don't want to, as Mike Tomlin would say, paint with a broad brush here. Not everyone falls into this category, but here's my thing. If some do and some don't, then that results in a fractured locker room because you have those players like Minka Fitzpatrick. We all heard what he said. How people don't want to toil for it. You hear Joey Porter Jr. after the game on Sunday say, man, we got the bleep knocked out of us. We weren't good. Like that's someone that's standing up as a rookie and owning it. They're standing up there and they are saying, look, it's on us. It's not on anyone else. It's on us. We own it. While others are making excuses and they're dodging the questions and they're not willing to face the music. Here's the thing. What's the first step when you have a problem? Any problem, right? The first step to any type of recovery, and please don't take this down like the the um, alcoholism or any type of addiction route. Like that's not where I'm going. I don't care if your problem is that you can't make your bed every morning. It doesn't matter. Anytime there is something that wants to be fixed or needs to be fixed, what is step number one? Step number one is you have to acknowledge that a problem actually exists. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I've got a problem every morning. I, I, I just don't make my bed. I know I should. And I know that this is a problem. That's the first step is you have to acknowledge. So the, the Steelers have to acknowledge that right now, what they're doing isn't working, how they're handling their business is not equating to success. Therefore they have to acknowledge it. They have to own it. 
But for anyone out there that's thinking, well, Jeff's clearly talking about the players that he's already mentioned. He's talking about the George Pickens, the Najee Harris's, and sometimes the Deontay Johnson's. He's talking about those guys. No, yes, they're included, but I'm talking about the players. I'm talking about the coaches. And this is also really important for the front office and the entire organization. It's important for them. Those in those leadership roles, we're talking about GM, assistant GM, scouting department, all of it. We're looking at those and we're saying, okay, what is the real problem with this team? Because you cannot sugarcoat it. They are bad. They are really, really bad in almost every facet. So you have to own it. You have to be able to be willing to say, we need to change everything from how we handle business to how we recruit, how we scout, how we scour free agents. All of it has to be realigned and readjusted. That's the issue at hand here. The Steelers have to own their situation. So the players, they have to own the seven and seven, losing three in a row, and really watching this season kind of be just fluttering away. They have to own that. If you don't own it and you just think everything's fine because I'm going to get a check no matter what, well, then you're done. You're already done. And if the organization can look at this and say, yeah, we're not that far off. I think that we have a good roster. You're done too because you're not owning the current situation. Anyone with a brain between their ears and eyes and their skull that can watch this team on a regular basis, you know they're not close. They are not even remotely close. So in that regard, you have to be able to own the situation. That's the first step. And that's what I want to see the Steelers do. I was hoping I would see that this week. I was hoping that I would see George Pickens own it in the media and say, I need to be better. I need to do better. And he didn't. He didn't own it. And I think if I'm the Steelers, it's the first step that I'm thinking, maybe this guy's going to get the Chase Claypool treatment. And that is that he's going to be gone. We'll, we'll find a suitor for him. You know, they, they traded Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth. At this point, if you get a third and a fifth for George Pickens, it's been nice. It's been it's been great. We had some great moments. We wish you nothing but the best, but can't have you here anymore. Just not going to work. Be someone else's headache at this point because that's what they need to minimize are the headaches. Own the situation. Okay, before we take a break, before we get to the mailbag segment, let's talk about the DEFCON levels. They are not moving in the right direction. Let's, let's make that very clear. They are not moving in the right direction. So here we go, quarterback. Down one, just as a reminder, in case there might be someone that hasn't listened in a while, or maybe you've never listened your first time, DEFCON level one means that all hell's about to break loose. Five is we are fine. Everything is copacetic. We are good. That's where you want to be. You want to be at the five, not at the one. DEFCON level update is quarterback is a one. They are now voluntarily, now not voluntarily because Kenny Pickett's hurt, but they are now starting the QB three on the roster unless Kenny Pickett can come back and play. That's not a good place to be. They was already a two. Mitch did not do the job, didn't do the thing, and it goes down to a one. Cannot get lower than this, folks, but that's where we are with the quarterback position. Some people before the season said, we have the best quarterback room in the NFL. Everyone has starting experience. Are you still saying that now? I might have said it myself. I'm not saying it now. Quarterback is a one. Wide receivers and tight ends. Stays at a two. Just I, there's there's so much left to be desired. They're close. They're bordering on a one. You know, Pat Fryermuth just doesn't show a lot of effort either. George Pickens is George Pickens. We talked about him. Deontay Johnson, 
There you go. Uh, running backs. They go from a, a three down to a two. Najee Harris's back-breaking fumble in some of these plays. You look, I, I'm not an NFL running back. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I could do better than that. But there are some of these plays where you're watching this enormous hole open up. And Najee Harris is right into the back of the guard on the other side, not where the play is supposed to go. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not here. I'm not one of these people. Najee Harris has no vision. He didn't have good vision against Indianapolis. We'll put it that way. So that goes down one there at two. The offensive line, not getting the job done. If the MO of this offense is going to be to protect the ball and run the rock, they're not doing either. And their job is to run the rock, and they can't do it. They're not doing it, so they go down to a two. So to recap, quarterback one, wide receivers and tight ends two, running backs two, and O-line two. Not very good. Let's go to the defense. In the DBs, defensive backs, they go down one to a two. And this is because they have no safeties, really. <laughs> Think about the three safety, tan, the, the trio they were going to have coming into the season. Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, Keanu Neal. Minka's hurt. DeMonte Casey is suspended. And Keanu Neal's on IR. That's right, folks. That's right. Let's buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Patrick Peterson might be starting at safety. I don't know. There's a good, I don't know why I didn't have this at a one, if I'm being honest, but it's a two. And Joey Porter's still pretty good, but even he's got work to do. Way too handy. Got to clean it up. Inside linebackers is a one. It is a one. When you've been forced to watch Michael Walker try to play the position, and now they're thinking about Miles Jack coming in and Blake Martinez, you're getting guys that really have no business playing in the NFL, and they're they're potentially going to see significant snaps. Outside of Landon Roberts, they have no one. And so even if Keanu Neal was healthy, he could maybe flex down into the linebacker role. He's not even available. This is a one. This is a dire situation. Outside linebackers stay at three. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are still really good. Nick Herbig continues to make plays when given opportunities, so they stayed at three. The defensive line actually went from a four to a two. They've been getting abused, manhandled, pushed around. I know Keanu Benton's not 100%, but someone please tell me why Montravius Adams should be doing nothing other than spelling Keanu Benton. I can't think of a reason why. Honestly, can't. So they go down to a two. Special teams, they were a three. They go down to a two. Presley, Harvin, horrible punts in a dome. Chris Boswell missing extra points. What are we doing? What are we doing? And the fan, oh, this is a fun one. The fan DEFCON levels, yeah, you bet. It is a one. It is a one. Guard the bridges in Pittsburgh. There is a chance that there might be some jumpers because the DEFCON level has gone to one for the fan base. I'm sure this will be reflective in the mailbag segment, which we're going to dive headfirst into right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fans, welcome back. It is time for the mailbag segment of the Let's Ride podcast every Wednesday. In case you don't know how this works, find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Every Tuesday morning, I put out a tweet. You respond to that, ask the question. I give the answer live on the air. And I've been using Christmas gifts. Use Macaulay Culkin, or should I say Kevin from Home Alone, Kevin McAllister, where he has his BB gun and he cocks the shotgun and says, this is it. Don't get scared now. So let's do this. Here we go. Uh, Believers says, if we could talk to half the Steelers coaches and players, he says, and it's Macaulay Culkin saying, I hope I never see any of you jerks again. (laughs) I think you speak for a a large majority of the fan base when you say that a lot of people would be okay if, like you said, half the coaches and players would go on to new pastures next year. Mark Bergen of the Believe in Steelers podcast with Ike Taylor, he asked, what should Steelers fans wish for for Christmas? Well, I think they should wish for a win. Just yeah, I know that there's some people that say, just lose out. Just lose the rest of your games and just be done with it. I, I can't, I cannot live in that camp. Uh, I can see what you're doing in that camp, but I, I can't live there. So for me, I still say you want to wish for a win. Other than that, I hope you have a front office, an organization that has the the mental clarity and the mental and the physical cojones to make those difficult changes that are needed to be made this offseason. Brian Katz, Bagels and Bong Rips, still what a great name, 
said, would you rather watch a, the Steelers on Saturday, B dental undergrads in England perform their first surgery. <laughs> Give me the, the Steelers. I still like to watch them. They are tough to watch. It's tough to stomach. They're boring as hell, but I will still always want to watch the Steelers play. I drive to remind myself the season is so short and the off season is so long that gosh, just, just I, I just want to watch them play as much as I can. I have to. Okay, let's go with Jeff Coons, our buddy from up north, from Canada, Matt Canada. He said, Jeff, what is your pre-Christmas assessment of the team? Were the expectations overinflated from the post-draft, post-preseason, or were they doomed to be mediocre and have deal with all the injuries? I think that, if I'm being honest, uh, and he continues, by the way, he says, thank you for another great year of content. I appreciate your efforts inside the stadium. Greetings from not Matt Canada. Time to head back to the shipyard. Hey, make sure you have your steel toed boots on Jeff. That's, that's, that's necessary at the shipyard. But to answer your question, I don't, I think some, I think the preseason inflated our expectations of the offense. And what happened was, is it was a complete 180. you know, went from dynamic. They're throwing the ball all over the field, big, big plays, scoring touchdowns, and we saw the complete opposite. The defense, I mean, you're talking about injuries. Cam Hayward going on IR early in the season with his groin that needed to be surgically repaired. Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb, Minka Fitzpatrick's in and out of the lineup. Levi Wallace not playing well. Joey Porter finally getting inserted into the lineup. Uh, you have e even players like Keanu Benton slowly working his way into the lineup. Larry Ogunjobi not playing well. Folks, I haven't even talked about the offense. That's just the defense. So it's been tough. It's been tough. I think our expectations were a little inflated. Nonetheless, here we are. Let's go to James. He said, sticking with the holiday-ish questions, if you were to pick six current Steelers for a naughty and nice list, who would they be? So let's simplify this. We'll do three naughty and three nice. The three nice, I'm going to say this. I will say that one player on the nice list, because they've been playing well and no one's talking, I'm going to say James Daniels is on the nice list. I'm going to put Keanu Benton on the nice list. And I'll also say that TJ Watt should be on the nice list because the dude is the constant. He is a great player. He always makes plays. The naughty list, uh, these are the guys that have not, I'm just doing players, by the way, not coaches. So if I'm talking about three players that have not lived up to the hype, Larry Ogunjobi's on my list because he has been a non-factor. I know he had a sack last game, but he's been a non-factor. The second player is Najee Harris. I don't like his attitude. And George Pickens, I'm going to lump him in there too because I don't like his attitude either, and his play hasn't been great either. So I think I saw a next-gen stat that last season, uh, he had like 60% catch rate. Now it's like 29%. Okay, that's not all on the quarterback. Keep that in mind. Good question. Mike Smith says, has, has this this season altered your perception of any past seasons or players? For me, it's given me greater appreciation for how good the 2019 defense was. That 2019 defense was legit. I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger were health, healthy that season, it would have done some damage. I'm not saying they would have won a Super Bowl, but they would have done some damage so has it altered my perception of any past season or players? Um, not really. Not, I, I can't be, I, if I'm being honest, like not really. Uh, we got some very obvious answers. We, we've got some various obvious answers about some players this season. That's going to be tough to handle in the off season for some. Nathan Bowlegs is no question. Just wanted to say thanks to you and all the other hosts for helping the fans in the audience get through this season. Merry Christmas to all of you and your families. Nathan Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you for 
being one of the ride or die crew members and a listener and a follower of steel curtain network. We do appreciate it. When we shoved off on this new venture, uh, we had no idea what it was going to be like, and it's turned into something pretty special. So thank you for everyone out there. That's checked us out. Let's go with uh, Tom East. He said, first, wishing you and your family a safe and very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Tom. Second, what do you think the Steelers have that would lure potential offensive and defensive coordinators to the team? Easy. Job security. <laughs> they have job security. He says, also, I have a sneaky suspicion that Kenny plays this weekend. Thoughts. I said it when I saw him practice. I'm like, they're going to force, they're going to rush this dude back. They're going to rush him back and poor Mason. That's all I'm going to say. Will Caldwell says, finally watch Christmas Vacation after all the references from your show and recommendations from coworkers. It was a great movie. Thank you. And another, any other classic movie recommendations? I'm a mid-90s guy, so I have some catching up to do from the decade and earlier. So, okay, Christmas movies, is we'll just focus on that right now. So if you haven't seen, like, It's a Wonderful Life, that's a classic. Uh, I'll tell you that, in my opinion, you want to see the mid-90s. So a Christmas story was actually done in the late eighties, but still it's a real, it's, it holds up, uh, home alone and home alone too. I hope you've seen those before. Like elf. Those are just classics. Uh, you know, a movie I've never seen and the Christmas movie I've never seen is a miracle on 34th street. I've never seen that movie, not even the remake, not the original. I don't know why I'm not against it. Just have never seen it. I'm glad you finally saw Christmas vacation though. Will. okay. Blue steel asked a bunch. I said, hey, Jeff, been a little despondent lately. Do you have a bourbon of preference? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I don't drink. Um, I did drink. Uh, actually, got all the way through college without drinking. Uh, it's a funny story, uh, but I'm not going to tell it now. But it was probably about six or seven years ago. I just didn't have the desire to drink anymore. It just did nothing for me. So I stopped, and I didn't have a problem. I'm not an alcoholic or anything like that. But uh, anymore, uh, in the evening, like to sit down and just relax, I'll have uh, kombucha or tea or just, just water in a mineral water, something like that. It just, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. So sorry, I can't answer that one for you. Blue steel. He also asked if I ask two more questions, will you send me a free ride or die shirt? I am going to give away some shirts if the Steelers don't start winning, but you're going to have to win it. Yeah. You know, I'm not just giving these things away for questions. Uh, blue steel also says people say this is the worst team since 2003, but I think it's more like 99, when they were six and 10 with no pro bowlers, what say you? Yeah. The 2003 team still had some talent. So I would probably agree with you. I would agree with you. 99 more than 2003. Uh, blue steel also says, uh, seriously though, Cower always made high character, a priority in his drafts. Have the Steelers lost sight of that? And should they re-embrace it? I think they have made character a, a big thing, but I think they also have this ego about them where they feel like they can fix everything. So George Pickens is a great example there were reports that he was going to be a headache for whoever drafted him. And the Steelers said, Hey, we can fix them. We can fix them. Maybe they can, but they also might swing and miss on that one as well. Blue steel said, okay, now for Steelers question, I get serious cower. Oh, six vibes from Tomlin. It just feels like his heart isn't in it. And that's manifesting in poor performance all over the roster and staff. Am I way off base? Or is this the real vibe? You can definitely tell that this season is where it has kind of worn on him a little bit. But it's tough for me to gauge. You know, Mike Tomlin still still seems to have that that gusto when you talk about uh, him standing up in front of the media. So I, I can't say that I agree 100%, but I do see some of the similarities. Last one from Blue Steel. Who's your favorite player on this team that you didn't expect to love at the beginning of the season? It's KZ for me. 
The kid plays as hard as he can with the talent he has. Hate that he's getting the shaft with this suspension because the NFL rules no longer make sense. I'm going to say Broderick Jones. I did not expect Broderick Jones to play that much this year. And when he did, I love the way he plays. He plays tough. He's one of the few guys that's going to stand up to the other team when they're shoving people. He helps the quarterback up, the running backs up. He is a team first player. I love this guy. I love Broderick Jones. That's who I'm going to go with. Bartholomew grabs it. Are we dead, Jeff? Can we rattle off three straight and back into the seventh seed? Or are we destined for another middle of the road draft pick at nine and eight? Merry Christmas to you and your family. The ride or die crew appreciate you. Thank you, Bartholomew. And sadly, I'm going to say that, no, I don't think they can rattle off three straight. I think that they are destined for a nine and eight season. And yes, another middle of the road draft pick. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Okay, let's go to Steelers fan 69. He said, Jeff. I've been a Steeler fan since 1969. I appreciate all that you do on your podcast and what you said the other day that you are not going away. Neither am I. I'm a loyal listener to the pregame postgame and the Scobro shows along with the audio only shows. Then he always adds, he always adds some humor. This is what he does. He said, Oh, he adds up listening to these shows are like a group of friends and family hanging out, Talking Steelers. Thanks. Thank you, Steelers fan 69. I do appreciate it. And then I will get this joke. He said, just heard a grandmother had an accident while playing peekaboo. She's currently in the ICU, but I'm ching nice. And he said, how much does Santa pay to park a sleigh? Nothing. It's on the house. <laughs> I love those jokes. I love those. Okay. Easy Pickens says, hate, hate it comes to this, but I'm actually enjoying life. Not watching this team. Love the shows though. Perfect balance of getting my Steelers news without the suffering. Not football related, but what's one thing that always gets you in the holiday spirit? Happy holidays, Jeff. Honestly, thank you for the comments and everything. My answer to that is I love Christmas music. I really do. And I love just sitting and listening to Christmas music. I have a bunch of playlists on Spotify, a bunch of vinyl records that I got real cheap at all these different secondhand stores. I put them on. We listen to them all the time. There's nothing that gets me in the mood for the holidays more than the music. Will Caldwell asked another one. He said, you have to cut one person from the team, trade one person from the team, and extend one person from the team. For example, who would you cut for cap slash low rate of interest? Who do you trade assuming the fair trade value? And who deserves a contract extension uh, for their performance through week 15? Okay, so one person that I'm going to cut from the team is Najee Harris. The person I'm going to trade is I'm going to trade George Pickens. And the contract extension based on their performances through week 15. And again, this is tough because where my mind goes, it might not be smart based on the fact that they might be like on a rookie contract still, but I'm actually going to go with the extension. Oh man, there's a lot of people to choose from here. I'm going to go with Keanu Benton. We'll go with Keanu Benton. There you go. All right. Let's go with uh will Caldwell again. I'm sorry. If Rudolph starts, what approximate percentage of the fandom present in stadium will be donning either antlers or a red nose. There will be a good majority, but not as many as you think. James asked also wanted to give a simple thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And to the entire SEN crew, I appreciate the commitment to deliver quality content. That is always very enjoyable. I'm reassured why I'm a Steelers fan through the sentiment. You all share Merry Christmas and happy holidays. James, same to you. Same to you. Absolutely. Brian Katz, that's another one. He has bagels and bong rips. He's, does this season rank in the Steelers' worst seasons? If so, where? It's right up there in 2009 for me. That was the unleash hell. That was the unleash hell season. So, yeah, it does. It's pretty bad. 
Brian Haynes says, can we send this to the whole coaching staff? And it is the home alone gift where Kevin's, I think it's his sister says you're what the French call lazy incompetent, which means that you're incompetent. Yeah, we can send it their way. They're not going to listen anyways. David Briggs. He said, Hey Jeff, Trey Sermon had a huge game against us. He said, uh, every Steeler, Steeler has dominated us this year. Or is that just me? Former Steeler, even from practice squad level players. Now, what does that say about the organization? But then he said, he, for, he misplaced Trey Sermon for Master Teague. So still, it's not good. No, it's not good. It's not good when a backup is running rampant all through your defense. No, that's not good. Um, let's go to David Briggs. That's another one. How would you punish Pickens with the lack of effort and total inept attitude? You might not like something, but it's your job. And if any of us acted like that on the clock consistently, we'd be fired. I have a toddler who listens and does the little things at a thousand times better. It would take him two hours to put away a handful of blocks and toys. I would say that if I'm the coach, George Pickens is at least sitting for a quarter. He's not in for a quarter. I don't care. We'll suffer for a quarter if it means that we're going to send a message. But honestly, I don't think it would even phase him. The dude is just, he's a different type of guy. Yeah, I don't know. Brian Haynes says, what do you think about the quarterback switch? I kind of talked about that in the first half. We'll see what happens. Ace asks, who do you see? Who do we see wanting the head coaching job in the Berg if Coach T vacates the seat? NFL coaches only. You know, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be really interesting. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to, if, if I even have a list of people that I would want yet. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to table that, Ace. We'll table that. And last one from Brandon Diaz. Say we don't win another game. Who's to blame? Uh, so. Gosh, it'd be injuries. It would be ineptitude. It'd be bad. It'd be a lot of things, coaching, everything. And I wrote an article for steelcurtainnetwork.com, which stated simply trying to pinpoint one scapegoat on this team is, is a waste of time. There's so many people to blame. Defcon coaches level, they're to one. They're to one as well. Mason is starting. Which Mason will we get? Hopefully the Mason that was capable of winning some games. Uh, let's hear. What are the odds the following players are traded in the offseason? Najee, DJ, and Pickens. Najee, I think Najee comes back. DJ, I think he comes back. I think they're going to try to shop Pickens. I really do. I don't have any inside information. Don't take it as that. But I think they're going to shop him. Do we draft a quarterback any round? I think yes, you do. And then best Christmas memory and why? Um, I remember, gosh, my best Christmas memory. so many of them. I'm going to say when I was a kid. So I'm going to go back to when I was a, a child, not as a father. There's a lot as a father. But when I was a kid, I remember there was... My mom, I used to love this and she would have, we would open our presents and stuff. And my brother and I would have asked for some pretty big gifts and she would always hide some of them. And then at the very bottom of our stockings, there would be a little piece of paper like folded up and it would be, it would send us on like a scavenger hunt. And I'll never forget one year, my cousin, Chris, who is a little bit younger than me, not much. We were really good friends growing up. Still, I still keep in really close contact with him as much as I can. And uh, he called me up. He goes, oh my gosh, Jeff, did you get the new Nintendo? And I was like, no, I didn't get it, man. Like, no, he's like, oh, we got it. It's so awesome. We're setting it up now. And I was like, fine. When we come up and see you guys this morning, I'll I'll play it then. I was kind of, I was kind of down the dumps. So we're opening our stockings, which is normally like some stupid chocolate and some candy canes and all this stupid crap that we don't care. Chapstick, you know, what mom's putting in stockings. And um, at the bottom, I'm like, what is this? So my brother and I have to go on this scavenger hunt around the house. And lo and behold, behind the couch the entire time was the Nintendo. 
and it was glorious. I mean, I remember just being like, oh, like, yes, <laughs> I got it. It was so much fun. So that's probably one of my favorite memories uh, from Christmas. So there you go. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. I do appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're checking out all of our content on the Steel Curtain Network on the audio-only side. Make sure you're checking out Dave Schofield's Stat Geek tomorrow. Make sure you check out the Steel City Insider today at noon. Wherever you get your podcast, just search Steel Curtain Network. And as well, find us on YouTube, search Steel Curtain Network, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are. We're there. And I'll be back on Friday with hopefully a behind enemy line segment. Jeremy Jerome bets and the all bets are off. In the meantime, you know, we finished it up for your folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Peace.